Days in Reform with Matt and Sarah. Hey, wife. Hello, husband. <laughs> it's been a while since we've uh, since we've done one of these. It has. Okay, since our last podcast, um, it's been it has been a while. You were changing jobs while we were recording the podcast. Been that long? You had already switched to the new job. Okay, but. Once we started it, you had to make a home office. Yeah. And that we had a And a now brief, it's my lair. Yeah. I love it. So we had a, a long pause while we were working on the on remodeling the house, which mm-hmm. is, well, not remodeling, but rearranging. And then... Christmas? No. Oh. You tore your Achilles tendon. Has it really been that long? Yeah. This Golly. Is, we haven't done it. Not only did I tear it, but I repaired have, it, and yeah. then via montage, I'm now even better than I used to be. <laughs> no, it still it's really like an sucks. old man montage. You walking around like a... It's the reverse. <laughs> yes. It's progressively worse. Um, so, and then so then recovering from that, because you did yeah. have surgery and everything, yeah. and so that was kind of a, a tough time. And I, not, I think it was sweet. I like My favorite story out of that, if we could segue into that briefly, was that uh, not that I... I was refusing to wake up because, man, I from think... From the surgery. From the surgery, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I sleep okay, but, man, when they knock you out like that, like, that's some good sleep. <laughs> and uh, and so they had to call you to get you to wake me up, mm-hmm. and it was like Cinderella, basically, where you kissed oh, me yeah. and everything. No, no. <laughs> you just heard me walking in there with my big old feet, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> dainty feet. You knew you, I was coming. They, um, But then you said, you told in your... All your drugged upness, you said. Pain enough to be here. Might as well get a good nap. Oh, I think I gave it a number two. Yeah, like um, it was. It was expensive. Yes, but yeah. So that was that was. Um, so that was, that was bef- rough. Yeah, and then after so recovering from that, then we had all the holiday stuff hubbub. Yeah, and so now. Well, I don't know. Christmas was really special. I feel like this year. <gasps> Christmas was special. We had you know we we have a new church and we really loved going to church and being there yeah. with, specifically with other members of that church like we love worshiping and it feels like worship when we go so the fact that we got to do it on christmas and then for the new year you know the first day of the new year is also boom like at the church at yeah. the church but our pastor pointed that out you know and I was well like, oh, you know Pre- is- did you know presley did on the way to church oh really did you notice that? i didn't notice that um so yes yeah, so having christmas on sunday um was it seemed very special we were very like happy about that and i want to do that every year i need christmas to be we need to have church every christmas there and then new year's was starting that off at church was nice yeah um and so i think officially this should just be season two episode one there you go we made (laughs) it yeah (laughs) so we had a short first season and now we can be hopefully more consistent yeah. And uh, get a little better at our podcasting. Oh, um, are those new, your New Year's resolutions? I guess so. <laughs> are we like a month into it? <laughs> um, okay. So today's podcast, mm-hmm. we are, uh, this is episode, season two, episode one of the Raising Reformed podcast. And so I think appropriately, we're going to be talking about raising children. Yes. <laughs> Which yes. is a, That's what we do. The, the point of our podcast. Yep. Um. And so we want to talk about rebellious children. Yeah. Would you have considered yourself a rebellious child? I can recall specific times where, yeah, like 
I look back on that in shame that I was not respectful to my mother. Um, and this I was is a being, surprise answer. I wasn't expecting. This I was answer. being rebellious. You had specific times in your life that you remember disobeying. Yeah. Were you in general a rebellious no, child? No. <laughs> Let's just be honest. I think I like to think that I saw my mom's like the hand, the cards that she was dealt. And so I didn't want to be a burden, mm. I think. Okay. And, uh, and so I think I was generally a pretty good kid. Yeah. Maybe. Kind of kept it in gear. Yeah. Um, you turned out, I think, better than your mom thought you would in regards to, this is true. Oh, are we in, we're in a dangerous territory. I don't know. I don't, well, because I, you, well, you were not raised in church. No. So in you now being a, you know, a Christian and going to church and biblical leader, that's a, that's a big, like, nobody expected that. Right. Because that wasn't even. That was not the trajectory. That, exactly. So, um, so that's interesting to me, I guess. Okay. What do you think about rebellious kids? Well, I, I had a thought because we have a 14-year-old mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we have an 11-year-old. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And these are times where we're supposed to be seeing, you know, if you if you subscribe to the norm, which is funny when you talk about Reformation in general. It's almost like we're constantly pointing, finding the norm and being like, but why? Um, and so the norm being, okay, you got these teenagers and they're going to be rebellious and they're going to be you know, like pushing and, and basically testing you and in conflict with you. Yeah. And that's not, I mean, granted she's 14. So catch us back next in season three. <laughs> yeah. When she's driving and see how, what we have to say. But, um, well, she's, we have a little bit of time before she's driving without us. True. So true. unless she's like me, a rebellious child that absolutely <laughs> drove before I got my driver's license. Right. Um, cause what are laws? Right? They're arbitrary. Come on now. But I guess my, my thought, and this is probably one of those driving thoughts or shower thoughts, um, is that the rebellion that people, everyone expects and they're talking about is that they're rebelling against their, you know, they're rebelling against their parents and their parents are always shocked at the, you know, the behavior. And it's, I feel like we're seeing the fruits of who actually taught those children. Okay. So... The parents are shocked at the behavior of the children Mm -hmm. because the, like, I raised you better than that kind of attitude. But you're saying that they are really just demonstrating what they were raised to do. Yeah, it's it's like their culture. The culture that shaped their worldview is not that. Of their parents. Okay. And they're com- like, now it's like two worldviews are coming into conflict. Okay. Okay. So that it's, I think that's really interesting because I, like I said, I would consider myself a rebellious child mm-hmm. because I think if, be, well, because I was told I was obviously. Um, and because I knew what my parents would have wanted for me. And I was raised in a Christian home in a church. Mm-hmm. And so I knew what the, you know, a Christian girl should do. Um, but it, when you said that, when you're saying, you know, the culture, you're seeing the culture that I was raised in, I guess, like who raised me, 
it, it, I guess I really, um, not respond. I, I don't know. It makes sense to me. That really like okay. resonates with me because. Is it because you just said you were raised in a Christian home. I was raised yeah. in a Christian, okay, by Christian parents and yes. going to church. Yeah. But where I spent my time. Right. And with, was, you know, at school with my friends and, you know, and watching TV. Like, so the culture that I was raised in is yes. the culture you see, you know, on the, like what I'm seeing in TV. And so I made me think because it's like, you know, okay, let's like. We know, you know, like premarital relationships, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, these are, they go too far, like yeah. as a general rule. Okay. Right. Okay. So watching friends, I guess it's all, like, there's no marriage. There's nothing safe for marriage. They have mm-hmm. these adult relationships and the, the best they can do is say, you know, well, at least we're adults, I guess, but yeah. there's nothing sacred Right. So this is so this is really what's you know, what I'm learning from the culture is that there really is anything sacred. And so I know what you know, I know what my parents want for me. You know, I know what my the what, you know, God wants from me. But where I'm truly like where the conflict you're talking about, the conflict is, is what I've basically been raised into is a culture that does not put any sort of um, sacredness on like premarital relationships mm-hmm. on, you know, so, so I was not, I was rebellious, I think in the eyes of what my parents wanted, but in reality, I don't think that I was rebelling at all against anything. I was just simply demonstrating the way I truly was raised. Yeah. The, what was truly influencing me in my life did have an effect on me. And so there there's, so my life was a demonstration of that. And it's kind of, you know, it's kind of sad to think of that because I, I love your parents and I think right. they're smart and I think they were raising you properly. Like taking you. So here's a girl, a pretty one at that, <laughs> going to church, being raised in church, you know, right? Going to church like you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And yet the things that were really pouring into your cult, you know, your culture, your worldview, the things that were shaping who you, yeah. you, know, who you were. um Outside or like my boundaries, maybe okay. like what really shaped my boundaries. Yeah. I maybe because I okay. think because I think that's it. People thought I, you know, this. Oh, I push. What yeah, what's acceptable? It's yeah. like well, Sarah pushes the boundaries. Well, I push your boundaries, but everybody over here is telling me this is okay. So, yeah. so it's not even a boundary. It's, it's not even a boundary. Yeah, the boundary. The playpen. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Um. I so, we're. I guess the point that you like sort of turning the corner and trying to figure out like. All right, if we've established this, because I think I had a similar story where I I feel like I was I was very focused on succeeding, you know, in life, mm-hmm. just in general, having great life experiences, but also wealth and just the general globulous kind of definition of success right. was my end game. Yes. You know, it, it like again, like I was not seeking God. Um so driving that was doing well in school trying to be, you know, socially like acceptable and funny and fun or whatever. Uh and when that clashed with what my what my mother expected of me or something like that or if she was laying down some sort of punishment and it was like no, like this these two worldviews are are at odds. And it was like I think my mom was overwhelmed with we're dancing around subjects, I think. We are, yeah. Um, we are. 
and trying to keep things vague. But I'm sure. I'm I sure, like to think we're trying to keep them appropriate. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that better. But so it, it was. It's like I'm a good kid. However, I think back on my, you know, I said trajectory before, and I'm so thankful that God got a hold of me, mm-hmm. you know, and brought me back to you, and uh, and that that trajectory went completely in His direction after that. And so my my hope is that with the children that we raised as a reformed family, mm-hmm. Bunny Ears, Bunny Ears, is that... Why do you put it in Bunny Ears? I'm sorry to interrupt that, but um, just because of the maybe podcast? I'm, I'm just or... emphasizing it. We're not okay. reformed in Bunny Ears, Bunny Ears. We are a reformed family. Um, and that we're trying to get back to biblical principles in raising. I, right. I don't know. I mean, you put it in Bunny Ears and it made me... Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. okay, well, we need to define this then. Which we have before. Yeah, okay. But so part of our... You know, part of the way we do life with our children, and obviously we homeschool, mm-hmm. and the, that affords us the opportunities to sort of instill our culture mm-hmm. into our children. Like we're not just teaching them math and writing and you know reading and all that stuff. It's we are con- we are conveying our culture to them, mm-hmm. and that's not just like, hey, we all like this kind of music, or right. we all like whatever, you know, because our kids are individuals and they're they're all very different and they love different things. But it's, here's the, here's the core culture of, you know, the Christian culture of Matt and Sarah. And it's now becoming the culture of the Schaefer lineage. I feel like, Mm -hmm. um, I guess my question to you here in this moment, if, if, you know, if everything we've said we're we're agreeing on, right. uh, What does a family, what is the, what is the key that you would think of the linchpin, the, the, you know, the cornerstone of making sure that you're including your culture in training your children. Um, <laughs> to you, I don't know. the, I mean, I guess it, it's what you put in and what you keep out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a, like, a lot of conversations and I think that's maybe something that um I don't know about all family I can't obviously I can't speak for any other families mm-hmm. but mine but you know just it seems like something for a long time um would be that parents would would do but they wouldn't explain why you know mm. so sort of the um because I said so attitude and I think there's a place for because I said so yeah um, when they're being disrespectful, right? And and you know it, it's, but I also think there's a a tell them why responsibility that parents have that um, has sort of you know it. it I don't I don't know because I don't know if it's good enough to make a blanket statement, but yeah. I I do think that there's a lot of that. It really helps with solidifying why we do things, obviously, why I'm saying this, like it helps them understand the, the root, I guess, of things. I don't know. I, I remember when I was working at the hospital and I was also in nursing school. And so I'm a nursing student. I'm, I'm learning, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff. I'm working at the hospital. And so a nurse, yeah. So yeah. And so one of the nurses had, had me do something. Um, and I wanted to learn why you know and so I asked why and I I didn't say I mean you know but it wasn't even in a disrespectful way it wasn't I wasn't 
like had, I didn't have a disrespectful attitude, but Justin asking why was like, her response was basically because I said so. And Mm -hmm. I had to say like, no, I'm, 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 I'm doing this. Like this is, you know, it was either already done or it, you know, would have been done at the proper time. Um, but I had to explain to her, I'm trying to learn this. Like I'm trying to, you know, understand these things. And, but that was almost a foreign concept to her. Like, that somebody would want to know why they need to do, you know, mm-hmm. such. And so, I mean, so, I like I, in that analogy, like the analogy I always put to stuff like that, because it happens a lot in my profession, I feel like too, where it's like, it's like a chef that's not allowed to taste their own food. <laughs> you know, it's like, you want to know why, why am I putting the salt in here? Yeah. Why am I putting this? Why do I cook it this way or something? Like yeah. That? Like, how does it taste? That's a, yeah, that's like, you want your child, like you want your children to understand why we do things the way we do. It's not, you know, it's not just a black and white. And I think even with God, and we've pointed this out when we were reading, um, uh, it was probably an Exodus and God is saying, you know, whichever it was. And he says it plenty of times, like do this so that like it will be go well with you, you know, do. And so it's like, even God is like, well, here's why. And it's for, it's in your best interest to obey me. And I think that's what we try to convey to the children where it's like, you know, there are things that are up for grabs and you're going to do things differently and they're individual, you know, different Mm -hmm. music, but there are things that you do because absolute truth is involved and it will go well with you. Like God has this, you know, has whatever, you know, his plans in store for you and you follow that. Um, the, what I was, okay. So what you get, what you put in and what you leave out. And I think that's where we are really messed up in our, as a culture, because I don't think parents leave anything out. I think there's like, we don't want our kids to miss out on this, on that, Mm. on the other. And so it's, you know, we don't want them to, you know, if they're, if there's a popular TV show, if there's popular music, if yeah. there's anything. You're making them not relevant. Exactly. Them. Yes. Or, you know, or even if it's like a good, like, well, I want them to be, you know, well-rounded maybe, or I think, I think, oh gosh, I don't. is <laughs> full of so many like excuses and sins. I feel like the, well, I mean, so yeah, so we expose our children to so much. And then not only that, but it's like, so even when you're trying to not expose them to, you know, anything, <laughs> it, they still get it. Oh, like, yeah. and Our so kids have got it. I yeah. mean, yeah. So it's, it's almost, it's impossible. And we're, you know, there's a, there's a bubble, you know, that obviously people take too far. And I think associate with homeschooling and stuff mm-hmm. where it's like, Oh, you know, you keep, I mean, golly, yeah. I don't think yeah. a parent, I mean, at this point, I'm basically envious of a parent that can do that, <laughs> like can that, do. like keep them in like a real bubble, like you know, oh, right? Yeah. And um, and you know, we want our children to be like we're gro- we're raising them to be in the world. So yeah. you know, there's a there's a line on that way. So we're not talking about that though. We're talking about keeping them from like from basically absorbing a absorbing a different yes yeah. exactly and it's so it's difficult and when you I and this is the thing it's like I really think you know I think there was a time where you could say you know homeschooling is okay for some public school or you know or even uh a lot of uh private schools because they're modeled after public schools like mm-hmm. you know saying well that's okay kind of teach family around 
And people still want to really hold on to that. And I would say you have to be really careful because like very discerning because most places, most schools are like you cannot, you're just, you're entered, like that's the culture that. Yes, you're still you're, getting the same culture. Yeah. Whether, whether it's private, public. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's just the exposure to chill for children and, and we're men as parents to raise them and protect them. And we, if you like, so when you send them basically like at this day and age, if you send your children to school, when they come back, they might, you might think they're rebelling against you, mm-hmm. but they're just living out what they've learned. Yeah. It's like conflicting worldviews. It, it, yeah. And I think that was my next question sort of, uh, and then we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> but, uh, the, to a family that has, that isn't in a situation where they can homeschool, which I, we may have said on this podcast already, where I feel like homeschooling should be the goal and the, you know. Yeah. It, and everybody wants to be the exception. Yeah. Homeschool. I mean, having to send your kids, that should be an exception. And we should, you know, we should almost like mourn for those families and, and really start to kind of look at it as, you know, we need to help maybe take care of these families and, and foster situations that help, Mm-hmm. help families like keep their children at home yeah. because the the what they're learning outside of the home is devastating to yeah. families like it's i mean it's devastating to the culture that you would generally say we had in America like i mean it's just you're you're kind of lying about you're lying to yourself about who's raising your children when you're sending them out of your house and so that should be something that should be if it has to be done it should be done with like with grieving, yeah. I think. I think there's assumption that um, the village that you're in, you know, yes. like they talk about the it takes a village to raise a kid. I think there's a big assumption that the village that you're in shares your worldview, mm-hmm. and when you send your kids out, mm-hmm. that they're getting that. Yeah, you know. And what we're seeing now, and what we're seeing in you know testing and stuff like that with with kids, is that that's not the case. Like the worldview is what it is, yeah, and it's not going to be conclu- or conducive to yours, right? Um, especially if you are raising them biblically um, at home. I I still feel like so we talked about discernment, like to the families that aren't, you know, that can't homeschool that they're they're not in that they're not able to do that. Um, obviously I would say number one, you know, seek to maybe try to make that happen. And number two, being very discerning on where you're sending your kids right? and being very, very much involved with their curriculum Mm -hmm. with, because, uh, you know, we've had that, we may have had that conversation on here before, but holy cow, have we given up so many things that it says biblically, like what parents are supposed to be doing. And sort of outsource that. Right. So, okay. I mean, so the obvious, like I think of, you know, train up a child in the way he should go. Mm-hmm. So this is a parent's responsibility to do that. This is what God has tasked us with. And we're going to answer to God. Like yeah. we're accountable to God for that. And so when you send your children to school, like you're accountable to what they're learning. And it, and you mentioned curriculum, but I mean, I think to me, it's like what you, like the culture I learned at school did not come from the curriculum. It came from the teacher, the peers, the friends, you know, like, so you, I mean, so you're sending them to school and you might have the best teacher with the best curriculum, but who were they really spending their time with? And that's, you know, like, oh, I remember one time I had like, 
just everybody's ear telling the dirtiest jokes, dirtiest jokes that I would never say right now. And I was yeah. like 10 years old, yeah. but I didn't learn that at home. And I didn't learn that from the teachers. Like these are things that I learn, yeah. you know, I hear, you know, from people at school and this is where my parents are sending me to school. And of course they don't know that. And I think that, you know, it's silly to be in denial about it now that, that the way things have gotten so much worse that we would think that like, Oh, they're not learning anything bad at school from these friends. Like, yeah. Be, I guess, be more a, like, really think like who they're like who they're spending their time with because yeah. the majority of your children's time is spent with the with the kids at school, and they're not, not you, yeah. yeah not you and the, and not you know the, whoever probably told me those dirty jokes like wouldn't they probably wouldn't say it in front of their parents I wouldn't say it in front of their parents but I was the one telling other people's kids these dirty jokes you yeah. know like so yeah. I'm the one you know now I was the, the kid now yeah you're the one to keep them away from exactly yeah. and so I guess it um the we had talked about this so, so this solving this problem of rebellious yeah children like we don't so if we're saying that there's really no such thing as a rebel Mm, I, I mean, like it. I kind of like it. Where it, it's like where you're mis- I'm sure you misidentified you could, it. It's yeah, not rebellion. you could. I mean, I know you could pick this apart. Like you, oh, know, yeah. I'm like so. It's not. Again, a... she's only fourteen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're probably in for it. So let's say there's no such thing as a rebel. It's just a re- rebellious child. It's just that you're seeing how they were truly like what they truly yeah were raised to believe the culture right. that they okay conflict of worldviews yeah. right. And so another, I think another way to um to remedy this i guess or to not i don't want to say control the situation but just to be have more of an influence in the training of your child to train them up in the way you should go so let's go back to that this is what our goal is we want to train our children in the way they should go um we have i've done you know i've done lessons with parents um, at the, at the church, mm-hmm. at the, be doing, you know, okay, we like telling the, the parents at the church, don't let the church be their primary source of, of, um, discipleship, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And the, the problem is, I don't think many, and I, and the problem is because I didn't know what the solution was to that because our church offered everything like you know right. it wasn't just sunday morning sunday night wednesday night there were also i mean there were so many opportunities all through the week and all through those seasons to be involved at church and so on one hand we're saying don't let the church be the primary means of discipleship mm-hmm. but on at the same exact time we're saying now bring them to church all the time and give us your kids yeah and so with parents it's kind of like okay well, what is, I don't, I mean, there's surely a, I'm doing right by bringing, by the bringing him to church, yeah, yeah, but yeah. then the church is telling me don't. And so, so I realize now because we've started doing family worship and we've talked about mm-hmm. that, I think. Have we? Uh, well, surely. We have. Um, but, and so just a quick, 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 quick mention about it. Then it basically looks like what a typical Sunday school class would look like for the kids, but we're doing that with our children every yep. night. Yep. So, you know, we go to church and learn the big, heavy things, you right. know, from, uh, you know, from a, a sound preaching, um, sermon. And then, and then when like it equips us better as yeah. parents. And yeah. so we're not going to a church that's catering to our children because we are meant to cater to our children. Yes. And so I think that's and it preaches like, at the level that we 
can learn from. Exactly. Like it's not preaching, you know, we're not having to like take the message and try to elevate it so that we can, you know, it's like, it's, we go to church and it's, it's good stuff that really, you know, convicts us or we learn from it or it gives us new, you know, new insight, new perspectives, new, I mean, just, you know, it's a good, it's meant for adults. It's, I think it's meant for fathers. I think yeah. the, and, and then the Which fathers is a good point. I was going to make about family worship too, because I've mentioned this to uh, someone I used to work with that came up to me and was asking help with his family and stuff like that. And it's weird. He was having discipline issues with his kids specifically at church and they were getting in trouble and he was, you know, whatever. Um, and I recommended family worship to him because of how it orders the family, you know? So if the father leads family worship, and even if you are a biblical novice, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like, get out a couple hymns and you guys sing through it. Mm-hmm. As silly as it might sound, like just treat it, you're, you're singing to God, worship, mm-hmm. and just lead that. And then you read a little bit of the Bible, you know, you do some praying, and that's, you know, maybe sing the doxology, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of our flow. We, we like to kind of add a lot of stuff here and there. But at the bones of it, that's all it is. And if the Father can lead that, it just orders the family so well where the father is leading the the mother is is you know backing him up mm-hmm. much like you do you know where it's like anyway and then the children when they disbe- when they misbehave during family worship they're going to misbehave the same way at church you know so here you have your nice home to go ahead and correct yeah them. this opportunity creates yeah. an opportunity for training in yes, that way exactly. like here's behavior training now yes. So we're not just going to discuss, you know, yeah. the, all the things that come up when, you know, you have a, a time together as a family. You're all, and then especially centered around the Bible, like that brings up discussion. Yeah. But now you're going to discuss behavior issues too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a time together to do that. But so it's interesting because it, it's funny because I think in this one I'm saying, you know, we're saying, okay, you know, okay, train up a child. That's your job. That's the parent's job. Yep. You've got to take that, take it back. So that oh, means, you know, of, yeah, take it back, take it. Yeah. And so take it back from this. It's not the school's job to raise your children, but they are like, whether you like it or not, that's who's, you know, who's mm-hmm. pouring into your children, those, their friends and everything that's going on at school. And then at the same time, most churches that cater, like they are doing the same thing. So it's, it's kind of in a, like, you know, I'm not a, a great church still. You still need to take that back. Like yep. you don't, and you need to not rest like on what the church teaches almost pretend like it didn't even happen because you don't know what, you know, Mm -hmm. the, so like if you send your kids to Sunday school and they're in their class, like you can't rely on that to be that one hour in the week to be where they're getting spiritually fed. Exactly. Being discipled. Right. That just needs to be like, Hey, we did that for fun. What needs to be the focus of, their their learning and mm-hmm. their Bible knowledge and everything needs to be like at the table at home with their father and mother, you know, yep. with the the family. Um, because then it's just a, uh, you know, you, I I hate to say control, but you also have more important. You have a knowledge at least. You yeah. know what, and you're really you're really adding to their. I guess just as far as like their time. <laughs> like how much time they're spending with learning you. about God and learning with you. And that's, you yeah. know, that's focused, isolated time. And then if they rebel against that, well, I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> yeah. That's where it's like, I'm kind of stumped there. Yeah. Like, that We can, we can call that child a rebellious child. I think. I guess so. Yeah. Um, you do have those that when, I think when you tighten, 
the like when you oh, yeah. will pull them in too tight they you know it kind of almost like snaps and they slingshot out or mm. you know will, yeah 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 um and that's a you know i don't think we're we wouldn't want that and i think again going all the way back to tell them why yeah i think really helps that like you're not pulling the reins on them and just just to do it you're mm-hmm. saying okay let's pull the reins on this because here are the fruits of this yes you know here's what if we game this out here's what what i'm trying to benefit yeah 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 i think so well what do you got is that it oh yeah that was <laughs> that's all i got sorry um i mean that's pretty good right i think so too episode one episode season one. two season two we got it oh we're gonna be a little more consistent Yes. And uh, I'm excited for what's next. I'm nervous because we really stuck our, like, planted our flag in this teenage rebellion. (laughs) So we're going to have the rebel children? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. They can't out-rebel me. Mm -hmm.